Hi, hope everything's good. Welcome to this episode of Too Much Time Seconds. I'm Tom, and in this episode, I'll be discussing the Netflix original series Russian Doll. There's eight episodes in this series, and um, I just like I've said in my other Netflix sort of original um, series or just Netflix film type things that they're very good at just you can watch them very quickly um which i like there's more and more of these types of shows where you can just watch them very quickly and you know get them polished off in like in, in a few sets like two or three sittings um especially with this one because it's only eight episodes and i and i got it done i started it um on an evening watched like five episodes because they're um, about 20 minutes in length so that works out at like what like an hour and 40 and then um, I watched the other three uh, the day after, and it's it stars Natasha Lyonne, um, best most recognised from American Pie and Orange Is the New Black. Um, Orange Is the New Black has another se- its final season coming out this year as well, so it could be a absolutely it's going to be a, it's a great year for her, uh, for Natasha Lyonne, um, and she plays the lead character Nadia Volvakov, and it also stars Charlie Barnett as Alan Zaviri. Um, and, that, and he's a character who I will not spoil who he is, but it, it's he's a very, very, very good character, and it's very good casting, and uh, just like the expression on his face, and just like how emotive he can be. But because of like the nature of the show being kind of funny at the same time, it's it's he, he plays that well too. Natasha Leone obviously plays comedy extremely well, um, like her character has been through the, the the you know been through a lot in orange is new black but she always has this sort of comedic side to her as well so you know and obviously with american pie you know this, she can deal with comedy very well but i've not seen her play a role like this before um you could you can easily say that russian doll is a comedy um be it because of like actual jokes being made or funny things happening or just because it's so surreal and like bizarre that you laugh at that sort of element of it. Um, I I saw it more of like a dramedy, like a drama comedy, um, you know, sort of dr- mainly drama, very dark, like um, in ways. Uh, but comedy, you know, as a thread throughout, um, and it and it's a mystery as well. Um, and the story is basically that uh, Natasha Leone's character Nadia, uh, it's. It, you find her on a 36th birthday in the first episode. She's on it's 36th birthday. She's struck by a car and killed. And when she dies, she finds herself alive and back to the same point that you join her at the start of the first episode. And that is the basic concept. Like that's the sort of the, the quirk of the show, if you like. That. And that's why it's called Russian Doll, because you know, because the Russian dolls all piling. There's a big Russian doll, and then a small, gradually small. They get smaller and smaller. But that's sort of just like a starting off point, really, um, and isn't really the most interesting thing about the show. Uh, it's, it definitely makes the the show what it is, um, but it's it's really what happens in between, like after each time she comes back, um, because she does die regularly, like. So it's it's more about it's more a lot more about how she deals with each time and how she chooses to cope with each time that she dies because because she can feel the pain of each death that she experiences um, not 
not as in like phys physically, but obviously she's got like the trauma of each each thing, each death, um, which I think was a really nice touch that that it's not just like oh I've died and now I'm back to life again. Times are gone, live do some more living. No no no, like it really affects her each time, which I think is really nice touch and, and really grounds it in reality, even though it's such a bizarre concept. Um, it, I think I said in my Netflix uh, preview that I, I expected it to be sort of like the good place. Um, and, and, it, and it is kind of like that because with The Good Place you never really know where you stand and you might predict something's going to happen and it could very well happen but it just is not likely that it will happen. Uh, it's always like turning things on its head and trying to twist things. There's def there's loads of like little things that like I was like a, watching it like a hawk rushing doll because I was trying to see if, there's a, if there was any hints to things. I got a couple of things right. Um, something about fruit. I won't spoil it, but fruit, I got that right, so watch out for the fruit. And yeah, it's it's set in New York City, so all of her friends are sort of like, the, the, her friends are very like sort of hipstery. Um, she's sort of, she's mid 30s, she's 36. Her uh, friends are either older or around the same age, so it's not really about young people, uh, even though it's got a very, even though it's sort of set at a party basically every episode it's more like it, it explores more people around that age basically or older which is which is nice to see it's not because a lot of the time when you've got shows like this where it's like parties and you've, they're just full of good looking young people with six packs and whatever else so it's that I thought I thought, I thought that was a really cool thing as well um, but I, I'll say that it's very very bizarre like it's like I don't know. There's there's a reference to Fellini, um, who's um, an Italian filmmaker, and he was very much, he was very famous for his um, like his bizarre sort of what you, what would you call it? Like a sort of bizarre. Uh, I can't think of the word right now. Um, you know, like sort of very alternative, quirky type filmmaking, like very um, yeah like bizarre Twilight Zone type stuff basically um, and like there's not a lot of shows like this or a lot of films like this that are that are mainstream um, and that's something like Netflix is just so great because you, you can watch a show that's eight episodes long each episode's 20 minutes it's got like it's just completely bizarre but there's humor and there's horror and it's just it's great that Netflix are putting out these types of shows because people obviously love them. Like I think Russian Doll has a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes at the time that I'm recording this, uh, and it's great reviews on IMDb. Like IMDb is great for seeing like actual public opinions. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes is like regulated, so it only includes you know accredited critics or whatever you want to call them, like people that they've accepted to submit reviews whereas IMDb is much more accurate it's got an 8.2 at the moment on IMDb but the thing with Netflix shows is they, they live forever like it's very rare a Netflix original gets taken down so that that'll probably just like as in as as more and more people watch it that that rank ranking will naturally just go up I, I don't think it'll go down um yeah like I was saying uh, like I touched on earlier Natasha Leone's performance is brilliant and she's yeah, like, I, I just thought it was just so, like, like, when you see someone in films and all they do is comedy, kind of like what Melissa McCarthy has been doing, like, she's done a lot of comedies, but now she's becoming 
she's doing more drama, um, like stuff like Can You Ever Forgive Me, which I'm yet to see, but I'm hopeful that I'll be able to see it soon. Um, like when you see someone who does, just sticks to one type of genre or you know for doing so, just one type of thing, it's all like I always think it's quite refreshing to just see them do something completely different. And like, like obviously there is comedy, but she did, that's not the best thing that she does in this show. She, she has to carry the show, keep it completely like entertaining and engaging. Um, like everything feeds off her in the show. Like all the characters are linked to her and it's, it's incredible. It must be incredibly difficult to be able to like carry a show. Um, but the dark sides of the show, the upsetting sides of the show, like the, the sad, like nasty parts of the, of the, the story and the world that this is in. Like that's and how she deals with that, like how she portrays the character dealing with all those things and and the past that her character has, is 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 the best thing I think about this. You know that her character in this show. Um, I can't really say too much about um, Charlie Barnett's character Alan because it's it, it would just spoil it and he doesn't come in straight away as well. Uh, if you've seen a trailer for this show, you'll you'll. He's the guy from the elevator, and I'll say no more than that. Um, and is there anything else? <laughs> if you if you've heard me over episodes, I just try and do things off the flight, like on the cuff, as I'm talking to a friend, just getting some, giving them some like little bits and bobs about why they should watch it. Because this is literally how I talk to my friends. Like, if they ask me about something or we're talking about something, we genuinely go into depth, this level of depth. Like not super critical depth or whatever, but you know enough. Like we say what we like about things. Uh, if you, I'm guessing you do the same. Um, if you do, like send me some. You can send like voice messages on Anchor, so you'd just be able to like yeah, you just be able like if you sent me a voice message about like a show or a film that you want that you watched or you want to react differently to what I'm saying, uh, I can literally just put those bits into episodes like another episode like I'll just start the episodes off with saying like such and such a person has sent a voice message in on anchor and I'll and then I'll play your message it's really easy to do like I encourage it basically if, if you want to do that that'll be really good for the podcast um at the moment um, the podcast has actually hit a thousand listens in like 45 46 days and gets like near enough at 1050 um which is amazing like that's brilliant progress like really really good um and yeah that, that's just like I, I have no set length for episodes so this one will be shorter than other ones but i can't really say too much about russian doll like it looks amazing like stunning it's a lot of it's at night time so the camera work has to be like extra good um to make it you know appealing um all <laughs> Something I did notice actually was that all of the all of the sort of settings, like all the flats, all the apartments, even or houses, were all very like IKEA, like very sort of hipster IKEA type vibes, um, which is great. Like I'm I'm a big fan of uh, an IKEA catalog. I'm partial to an IKEA catalog from time to time. Not so much the shop though, because they're too big and the like mazes that you know the people who work for them have designed it, so you have to spend inordinate amounts of time in those places but I like looking at the catalogs now I appreciate a, a nice aesthetic when it comes to decorating <laughs> um, yeah I think that's about it great performances great 
like it looks great like no, just shows in general look great now to be fair like I, I don't think there's really like shows have really developed in terms of how good they look but i'll say it looks great nonetheless because it really does look great uh the, like from the costumes the sets all of it um obviously it's set in new york but like it's just all all of the places they choose to sh to shoot it are really um they're really good as well they're not they're not boring to look at basically um and some really quirky characters not just main characters but the supporting characters are very uh, very interesting as well and and really like I was paying attention to them more than the leads at times because I was thinking how they might have, might play into everything if they're in on all of this or like what type of yeah <laughs> basically it's a great show looks great great performances funny dark and upsetting uh, like genuinely upsetting um, but funny so you know that's just like really messed up but great show um, if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe simply just because you'll get notifications about future episodes. Like I know when I get told to when I'm told to subscribe to things, I'm thinking, oh, don't know, it doesn't sound it sounds weird, but it's literally just so you get notifications for future episodes. Um, I'm doing a lot of Netflix sort of episodes, like previews for each month, and just and watching a lot of Netflix originals so I can work out what's good to recommend. Um, and yeah thank you very much for listening um, and I hope you listen to more episodes and thank you very much I think I said that already okay bye